0: Well, good evening, Sports Zonians. I don't normally do the big intro unless we're on the actual big show. But thank you, everybody, for joining us, whether you're joining us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Anchor, Bullhorn, I am Mike Aglioloro. I had teased earlier this week that I was going to be joined by Cousin David, and Cousin David is here with me, as always. Cousin David, how you doing?
1: I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing good. Uh, glad it's almost the end of the week.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So we're here tonight and we're going to review some of the MCU stuff that has come out over the last month. We're also going to do a little final wrap up because, of course, we had gotten together twice to talk about some of the wrestling documentaries that had come out, the A&E biographies, the Dark Side of the Ring specials. But we didn't get a chance to review the China documentary that was on um, Vice TV. I know there was a specific name for it, but I can't remember exactly what it was called, but that came out, I believe, the week after we did our last big review of those wrestling documentaries, so we're going to talk about that. We might be joined by Eric Tressler in a little while, and we will also be reviewing the Loki TV series because, of course, we reviewed WandaVision. We reviewed Falcon and the Winter Soldier, so we have to review Loki, and last week, Black Widow was released via... uh, Premier access on Disney Plus and, of course, to the theaters. Everybody's acting like the fact that it's the biggest release the movie business has had in over two years really means something. It doesn't. It means, you know, things are starting to ramp back up. So it's great that they're making money, but let's not pretend that Black Widow making money is an achievement right now. Anyway, with that, we'll start on our reviews here and let's talk about the China documentary because uh David I know you and me saw this you were actually texting me because you got to see it first cuz I didn't even I don't even remember what data was coming on when it yeah. came on uh, so you got to watch it first so I'll let you start off your thoughts broad strokes about the china documentary
1: um I thought it was very very well done mm-hmm. um and I, and I, and I almost wish um I almost wish it was a little longer. Um, yeah. I know it was two hours. It could, it, it, I, you know, and I think two hours is is a good kind of time period to do it. So mm-hmm. I'm kind of a, a, a fan of the two hours. I almost wish that this actually was longer than two hours. It was very well done. It's a very good documentary. It really hit all of her career things. It even mentioned things that I forgot. Like mm-hmm. there were things that I forgot. There were things when I was a a little kid watching this, not really understanding the issues of the day. And it Mm. really put basically her in the good context where she was one of the first women wrestlers to really come compete with the men. And WWE, you know, kind of just kind of just threw her away. And, um, you know, I I don't want to beat around the bush, but it was it was also very sad to see sort of the last hour of this documentary that, that yeah. just sort of, you know, showed her downward trend. Um, and, and I think WWE really came out as really even more bad in this. Like I, I, I was angry at basically the wrestling organization because, you know, throughout, throughout the history, WWE has really gone to bat to try to help wrestlers, I'm not saying they're a perfect organization. They're, they're obviously a for-profit corporation. So, but they've gone out of their way sometimes to really go after and to really help the wrestlers later on in life. They didn't really do that with China, so I I, I thought it was well done. I thought it was very sad, and I was very very and it, and it made me very angry at basically the WWE.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of anger to go around here, and like like you said, I thought they did a really good job on the documentary showing you kind of all aspects of her life. Um, I will say, you know, you can't point, you can't paint the WWE in a good light here because even with people who they have parted with on bad terms, there was always a reconciliation. I, and, you know, you and me talked about this. It seems like there's two people who never really got brought back to the WWE. It was Macho Man Randy Savage. Whether or not that was by his choice is something we'll never really know, even though he did basically leave the wrestling business for – the last eight or nine years of his life so there was a good chance he didn't want to come back but they never really reached out to try to bring him back and china and we could talk about the reasons you know jim ross has been very consistent in saying the reason why her contract was not renewed is because she wanted to be paid as much as like the stone cold steve austin's and as much as she was the top female star in the company she she wasn't Stone Cold Steve Austin like she was a big star. She wasn't one of the top three stars in the business, and I can I can give him that point. And that was his contention that that was the reason why her contract was never renewed because she wanted too much money. Well, okay, fine. If that's your reason for letting her go, I can understand that. It's a business business thing. But you 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 telling me you completely ostracized her and never make any sort of attempt at any sort of reconciliation? You just. Cut it loose. You take her name, number one, so she can't. And, and Vince Russo having anything to do with these documentaries is a talking head. Like, I know Vince Russo was a friend of China's, so I get it. But you lose a little bit of credibility when you have him talking. And the idea, because he said something to the effect of, I know you're the WWE, but you can't just let her have the name. No, you, they don't give people their names. They don't right. do that. We can debate whether or not it's right or wrong, but at the end of the day, they don't do that. Now, obviously, that was her claim to fame, so that really put her in a bit of a situation when she didn't have the name, but that's that's not something WWE just did to China. She, they've done that to a lot of people who didn't already own the trademark or the copyright on their name. So there's that. And obviously, what, you know, it got brought up but it didn't really, I kind of thought it would have been talked about more. How much did Stephanie McMahon, how much did Triple H have to do with her being shown the door in the WWE? And how much, excuse me, did they have to do with no reconciliation attempt ne- ever being made? We'll never know that one. And it would have been interesting because we did see Triple H in this at one point. But you could tell that was a clip from something else and that he didn't actually sit down and have an interview with them.
1: Was that so, the Howard Stern show? Uh, not Stern that show, one.
0: Um, well, there was that, but there was also a, a clip of him in like a boardroom thing in a sh- in a shirt and tie, and he's just giving oh, an okay. interview. You could tell. You could tell that was a clip from a different interview, and not one he actually gave with the Vice people. But um, I will tell you this: you spoke about that last hour, and. Listen, the, the the parting of her and WWE that's been talked about to death, the people who really came out of this looking bad was uh, her manager and the camera crew that were paid to follow her around for the last year of her life and film a documentary. And that's that manager, biggest scumbag I've ever seen in my entire life. The idea I of that. Yeah, I mean, first of all, he's—you learn that he's the manager who put her in all those reality shows she was doing in the mid-2000s. Whether it was the Surreal Life or the um, the um, the drug rehab with Dr. Drew or the Fear Factor, he was the driving force behind that. And at the beginning of this documentary, we find China coming back to the United States. She had been in Japan as a teacher for three years, and by all accounts she was she was getting her life together. You know, it may not have been a great life, but she had kind of left some of the drugs and all that stuff behind, and then she comes back. and you could tell in that first that first bit of footage of her in the car, she's having anxiety being back in the United States and how everyone's going to react to her, because she's already starting on the drugs. She's already starting on that, and he's not doing anything about it. He's using her. To get some sort of fame and notoriety to be known as the one who saved China and brought China back from the dead. And he tried to call himself her spiritual advisor. Give me a fucking break with that. And his idea to get China back in the public perception is to go to all these comic-cons and, you know, shows where the, she's signing autographs and everything. And, you know, I can kind of see why that would be the path he would take because you know you start you go back on the circuits you you reconnect with people you haven't seen and oh well he was he was there you reconnect with people you haven't seen in years but it, you could tell this is not doing china any favors you know what i mean and you could just see it and the the one guy who was supposed to be the director he's got heroin problems of his own And the other other guy who's, uh, none of these people's names are coming to my memory right now. One of them actually seemed like he genuinely cared about China. But having said that, none of them really did anything to try to help her. You know what I mean? And like I said, the manager, I feel like, was only out for himself. All the different positions he's putting her in, he's only thinking about what she could do for his career. He's not thinking about, this is someone who really needs some help here. And it just kind of goes downhill from there. So what what are your thoughts about that?
1: No, no, I thought, yeah, I I, I I, I, thought the Vice people showed that in the last hour. Like what could go wrong did go wrong. And when like you put a group of these people, and look, that's fine. You know what I mean? You don't know their names. Both of them don't even, we don't even, they don't even deserve to be reused. Remember, that's how terrible I thought those basically two like were. I don't understand how a person is amassing a team to try to shoot a film of, of China. And, you know, this person has drug problems in the past. They're mm-hmm. getting their life together. And the cameraman is doing heroin in front of somebody who has a history of drugs and is, quote unquote, in basically recovery right now. I don't know how, I don't know how you like to look yourself in basically the mirror and get up every day, but somehow he was able to do it multiple times um, over a three, four month period. Um, It's just, and this is where, and this is where, like, and this is where I I don't understand where, you know, everybody, you know, and this is where I point the finger at WWE. Now, is it their fault that she died? No. Is it their fault that she surrounded herself with people in the last couple months of her life that she shouldn't have? No, but guess what? If Jeff Jarrett can come back to a WrestleMania, you could have invited China back. I'm so, I'm, I, mean, I'm, I mean, I'm sorry. And you kind of said it earlier. This is, there have been wrestlers that have come back. You know, Warrior came back. Um, that have been that have signed to legends contracts. Well and what China was getting what four or five hundred dollars a week in Japan being a teacher? Well I'll do you one better. I'll
0: do you one better. I know China had said in some interview she had done in one of the last four or five years of her life, she had said something the last time she saw Triple H was when Triple H and a few other people came to gather up Sean Waltman, X Pac, one, two, three, kid, right. to send him to rehab. Yeah. Okay, so you're doing that for Sean Waltman, who hadn't worked for your company in a few years at that point. We know right. Waltman's friends with Triple H and everything. If you're going to do that for him, we know they've done something like that for Scott Hall, and you know Jake Roberts and people like that.
1: Well, Diamond Dallas Page saved Scott Hall. I don't know. Well, yeah, but
0: WWE had tried to send him to rehab a number of times. Okay. That's, that's no, that, that, that is true. Um, and then DDP was kind of the, the, the last hope really, but WWE had attempted to send Scott Hall to rehab a number of times. So if you're doing it to all these guys, you know, you would think somebody would say, Hey, we should probably try to help out China. And of course, their big thing is, oh, she did a porno. Well, what do you expect? And I'm not, I, I maybe that's the wrong wording, but you know, you've kind of grossly limited this person's ability to earn money. You've taken away her name, which is the reason why she had notoriety in the first place. And at the point that China's release, it also coincides with the fact that there's no more WCW so you right. don't have another major wrestling company for her to go to so you know they talked about her going to new japan and having the shoot matches with uh <clears throat> which i didn't even know about i i had i'd never seen that before but and apparently she got let go from new japan because the drug problems started showing up and so she started missing shows right. so you know you you kind of in effect whether you intended to or not you limited this person's ability to put food on the table and you know, the, the video she made with X-Pac that, that surfaced whether or not she got money out of it is, is a matter of debate. I know Waltman contends she got paid for it. She, she tried to act like she didn't get paid for it. I don't know. That's, that's not for me to say, but and I don't um, mean to
1: cut you off. Can I just yeah. make one point though? And not to cut you off. So, sure. trip, and I actually heard that triple H said, well, you know, we actually can't put her in like, the, and you could, Correct me if you could correct me if I'm wrong. We actually can't put her in base of the Hall of Fame because she was in a porno. Well, X-Pac was in a porno too, but somehow he was able to get into the Hall of Fame. Yeah. So I I don't understand. First of all, that's kind of a double standard. And number two. But if 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 you're going to use
0: that as the point, though, just keep in mind, X-Pac and China did wind up going into the Hall of Fame in the same time in the same group. Like X Pac didn't yeah, they went in as DX. X-Pac didn't go in by himself. Now X Pac is technically a two-time member of the Hall of Fame because he also got inducted with the NWO this past year. So there's that.
1: I mean, right, but 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 even Triple H Mm. should actually know better. I mean, WWE is not a porno, but there are some smut storylines in basically the Attitude era. And his Mm. And his comment that, oh, well, if my son, you know, Googles her name and he's going to find some weird stuff. How about your son is going to Google the time where you weren't married to the mom yet, but you married her in a Las Vegas storyline where she was asleep? Oh, no, 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 no.
0: It's not that she was asleep. It was that he drugged her. He drugged her and then married her. Yes.
1: I mean, I, I mean that's that's a little ridiculous. I mean, yeah. your son's gonna uh, your son's gonna look that up, mm. and you could very easily go, "Oh, well, Daddy and Mommy weren't married yet, and it was a storyline." Okay, yeah. so so it's you know it's BS. Porn stars say that it's not real either.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, with that, I don't want to compare is... the two,
1: but but it, well, we'll but come, it's, we'll, but it's still we'll, BS.
0: No, it is, it is, and we'll come back to this for in a second because Eric Tressler is here tonight. He who remains is in the building. Eric, how you doing?
1: Who's
2: leaving this chat again? If I don't, if I don't get some context on what we're talking
0: about, well, we you wanted to give
2: we're you. Talking about, what people you know, in Las Vegas yeah. and stuff. No, no, no. no, no you, are, you, yeah,
0: you will know. You, you will. You will know exactly what we're talking about. We wanted to give you a little bit of time to get here, so we started off talking about the China documentary. You there? I get cut off. We started off talking about the China. Did I get cut off again?
1: I don't no, think no, so. No, 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 Mike. Go ahead. Go get ahead, Mike. Okay. Go.
0: Is Eric cut off? No, I'm here. Oh, okay. Yeah, no. We started off talking about the China documentary, and I don't know. I know you had said you wanted to see that. Did you ever get a chance to see it?
2: I did not, so I hmm. would have to let you guys comment on that. I just enjoyed China as a wrestler, which... She didn't go down the path she did later in life, but I'm sure you guys know more about that from the documentary probably, but mm-hmm. um, just know his tragic story and somebody who, uh, the rise and fall of China for sure. Mm-hmm.
0: And the part that you walked into is, and I'm sure you know this, for years WWE had said that the reason why they didn't put her in the Hall of Fame, Triple H had done an interview saying it's hard to put her in the Hall of Fame Because if my daughter goes to Google her, she's going to find out that she did a porno movie. And we were just talking about the BS behind that because Sean Waltman was in the same porno movie. They both wound up going in the Hall of Fame at the same time. And what um, Cousin David was bringing up was the storyline that saw Triple H and Stephanie get married on screen started. Stephanie was at a bachelorette party. Triple H actually drugged her, drugged her and married her at a Las Vegas chapel.
2: I'm not buying the drug and married her at a Las Vegas chapel part, but I will... No, no, no. It, it, was it was in
0: a storyline. It was in a storyline. It was on TV.
2: Well, yeah, yeah, I know, but it's just... Yeah, and obviously
0: right. not real, the more but... The
2: realistic storyline yeah. to all of this is once Stephanie was with Triple H, China was now no longer ever going to see the light of day again in WWE. So... It's just to me, that's more the reason she's not in because they're not going to look back and be like, oh, China because it's just going to be a constant reminder that he was, she was with Triple H before Triple H was with Stephanie. And mm-hmm. I think that's more of what it is. So I, I think that's, that's the bigger motivation for, for WWE not having her in because they have plenty of other people in there who are pretty questionable things in their past, so um yeah to, to, to have that be the reason is pretty lame so i think the reason is more personal than it is actual like them being upset because she was in a porno
0: well i mean definitely one of the reasons why you never really saw her come back and as me and david said at the beginning of this there's really only two people who never wound up coming back to wwe after having whatever led to their split and it was china it was macho man randy savage those were the only two you never yeah, saw coming. Savage
2: is in the Hall of Fame.
0: Yeah, but he didn't go in until after his death.
2: Well, China ain't around either.
0: Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. It's the same thing with both of them.
2: They
0: all so,
1: went after their death.
0: Both yeah, ones. yes. Yeah. All right, well, I'm going to let Cousin David put a bow on this one, and then we'll head to our MCU talks here. So, Dave, you got it. David, yeah, you got any last really, I, I,
2: can't, I can't really talk. Uh, Black Widow yet so we don't I don't want to get too much into that
0: Well we were so. going to save that till the end anyway And truthfully Cousin David hasn't seen the whole thing Either so apparently I'm the only one who's seen The whole movie well, so. no,
2: Dave, Dave, uh, Our other Dave has seen The whole movie too he's just not here With us right now gotcha. Um, gotcha. But he has seen it in its Completion
1: I have not
0: ah. Alright Cousin David uh, Wrap up the China talk for us
1: No no I actually thought it was, a good, again, I thought it was very well done. Um, I wish it was a little longer. Um, and overall, you know, even though it was well done, it was just very, very sad to watch. And it was also very hard to watch.
0: Mm-hmm. And I hope her manager winds up finding her way, his way into jail at some point because that dude deserves to be put away for a very long time. Anyway. You're here. <laughs> yes. Well, take my word for that, Eric. Anyway, um... We're going to move on here. We're going to talk about Loki, the six-episode first season, which concluded yesterday. I got to see this. And let's – I mean, before we talk to about the big season finale, let's start off with some broad strokes about the series. Eric, I'm going to let you start off here because I'm curious what your overall thoughts of the show were.
2: Um, Good show, but, I mean – Again, like, the end, just, I'll be honest, it, it kind of, I, I was hoping for more out of the end, and I know we got a great reveal, I know we're gonna get into other stuff about the end, and some, and some really, like, I'll be honest, to me, and, and I said this to Janice yesterday as, or yesterday as we were watching, I was like, this is just a very, like, nerdy episode. This is a very, like, sweaty, heavy episode, like, you... Mm-hmm. It was very, very dialogue-heavy. Um, well, right. not, not that the whole series wasn't, because there was a lot of great dialogue back and forth between Loki and, Mobio, um, uh, and Mobius and, mm-hmm. and Renslayer and Mobius, and uh, and even with Miss Minutes. And uh, there's a lot of great dialogue. Sylvia, oh, the whole bit, the other, you know. Um, I, you know, I think the show is good overall, but I just think, again, when it comes to the end, maybe, like, just lacked that punch i'm looking for then that excitement that like there was less than five minutes of like actual like i don't know like battle in it you know? <laughs> like five minutes of actual like action sequence in in the in the finale i mean between like and it was between him and and you know uh sylvie so i mean it was just it's kind of an awkward episode. A good episode sets up a lot for the future. I'll tell you what, pretty much breaks down and explains the future of the MCU, which we're going to see over the next few years. Mm-hmm. Sets up, obviously, everyone knows, sets up a season two. Um, so, I mean, there's a, a ton it sets up, but at the same time, I, I just wish it gave me more. So I guess that's where I'll kick it back. You guys see yeah, how you felt. Because that ending, it just felt like I was like, oh yeah, there, th- there he is, like, you know, he who remains. And it's, I get it. And the story he told about the way history keeps repeating itself, he told Sylvia, listen, you know, that's why he wasn't sad. Jeff's like, I don't get it. He was just like sitting there. I'm like, yeah, because he didn't care if he died because he knows, in some way, shape, or form, he's lived a million lives. He's gonna be back here again. It's just history repeating itself. He's done this before. Like. Mm-hmm it's it's telling you the story. And that's why when it came out and you saw the different face there of, of Kang instead, um, you know, with the TVA at the end and with that kind of stuff, like you already know that somebody else is in power and maybe that's what season two is about, like whatever timeline or stream he's in. Multiverse is definitely broken. Um, you know, things are going to branch out. You're going to get more of like a secret wars and stuff like that. And that's kind of what he, to me, I think there was a key thing that he said um, in the dialogue back and forth, Jonathan Majors, where he had mentioned in the first time around with all these different multiverses and whatever, that there was an he brought like I guess like Tame Goliath and whatever, and he brought annihilation. Yeah. And I was just like, well was he speaking to the like maybe something that might have happened previously in the Annihilation comic book run? like is he kind of saying like oh well maybe that happened first and now we're going to be going into secret wars or something else now or, or battle worlds or whatever it is you know we're going to be going into that next you know uh, crazy thing I, I think that's what it kind of was, was explaining and leading up to that what Sylvie did what happened in the events of Loki what happened in the events of WandaVision what are happening in the events all over it's it, it's now setting up a new you know multiversal war that's going to come Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, my that being said, it still was a disappointing episode, in my opinion. I got to be honest. And Janice felt the same way. Her and her exact words. I asked her, I was like, how'd you feel about it? She goes, I don't know. (laughs) It was kind of disappointing. There was so much talky talking and I didn't understand anything coming out of that guy's mouth. And I was like, yeah, it was very comic book, like nerdy, heavy stuff coming out that if you didn't read the comics or whatever else, you probably don't know a lot of the stuff that he's talking about or who he is or what he represents or anything else, but I don't know any of that. And like, I'm like, so I get that. So, and I was like, well, how does this rank among the other MCU shows? And she liked it better than Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but did not like it as much as um one division.
0: All right, so we go one division Loki and Falcon and the Winter Soldier for her then. Yep. All right. Are you on the same you on the same boat with that ranking? You talking to me, Mike? Well no, that was to Eric to fin- to finish the point. Where'd he go? Oh Eric. All right. Um, hopefully Eric's still here. Um, David, I'll let you go then. What what was your overall thought of the Loki series?
1: So I, I was a little half asleep watching the last episode and I'm glad I was (laughs) half asleep because I had to rewind that the last 20 minutes a lot. So I was able to watch it twice. Okay. Second time I, I watched it, it kind of forced me to stay up. So when Eric made a point that you know it was a lot of talking, in some ways it kind of it 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 kind of got me to focus to hear what he was saying. Um, I thought it was very well done, um, and and I would probably put this number one, um, probably the best show so far, better than Wandavision and better than Falcon and basically the Winter Soldier. And let me explain why. Um, where Wandavision, we criticized that there wasn't a big. Reveal there wasn't a big villain, there wasn't a nightmare, there wasn't this. This show did that. Mm. Even though, even though they didn't say the name Kang, um, as soon as he said, I'm from the 31st century, I knew it was Kang.
0: Yeah. Well, and also when he says new, when he said when he says, I've had so many names, I've been called Conqueror,
1: right? So And I and I think, you know, and obviously he's all this actor has already been cast in Ant-Man. You're you're going to see him. So to have this type of reveal in Loki, I thought was really cool. Um, I thought the way he explained the his the history was very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of was reminiscent of the architect and actually the Matrix. I, I heard uh, where, that I
0: heard that comparison today actually yeah
1: where like you really like I didn't understand when I watched Matrix the second one I didn't really understand the end until I actually went and saw it again and this is two. this is 2003 so there was no streaming services so I literally yeah, yeah. had to go to the movies again and I really had to focus and, and listen to what he was saying and uh, this was similar to that. You really had to stop it, rewind, stop it, rewind to figure out what he was saying. And this this version of Kang is probably the benevolent dictator. If And if you look in, in history, he does – that person who's ruling does does what's necessary. So he puts up a lot of smoke and mirrors, and that's where the TVA at. That's how the mm-hmm. Miss Minutes and all the TVA – kind of put up smoke and mirrors so that basically the bureaucracy was made to make everything function it, it was it, it was a lot of political history a lot of theory which i really like that's my background as you, you know um and i found it interesting when he said what did he say you could correct me if i'm wrong we're almost we're almost at the void because they didn't obviously Make a decision yet, and then once it passed the void, he kind of made a comment like, "Now I don't know what's going to happen."
0: Mm. It was something and, like that. I don't know. I don't yeah. know specifics. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, so when, so when Sylvie killed him, it was almost like he was—I don't want to say happy, but just surprised and shocked. And since he's been around, as Eric said, for so long, he was just like, "Whatever, my time is done." and good luck you'll see me again and you kind of got a glimpse of what the next variant kang will be uh somebody who's probably more ruthless and not smoking mirrors it's just going to be extreme as you as eric said about how you act instead of seeing the tva fake faces you actually saw his face so it, it's going to be interesting to see what season 2 brings uh how the tva is set up whether there is isn't, whether whether the TVA functions maybe in a different way or how time is, is finished though, so I really I really liked it. I really really enjoyed it. Mm.
0: All right, and Eric, you are back, so I'm going to let you finish the one thing you had uh, said. We talked your wife's uh, rankings of everything. Was that about where your rankings were?
2: Um, I don't know. I'm kind of. Uh... I'll put this right on par with WandaVision. I mean, I, I enjoy Owen Wilson. Um, I think Tom Hiddleston's great. So, I mean, they're they're great. I mean, it, it, it's hard. The acting's really good. So, I mean, these guys could do a good job with the roles. It's just I couldn't help but be slightly disappointed in both of the endings, even though I think we got a better villain reveal in the end of Loki than we got at the end of WandaVision. So, maybe if I had to had to make a choice. I would say because of that, I might put Loki ahead of WandaVision and then then Falcon and the Winter Soldier. But I mean that's kind of kind of where I sit. But um yeah, I think this version to to go to what what cousin David was saying there is I think this version myself was like the Immortus version of of Kang was the, you know, one who kind of built the castle and just ruled there at the at the at the end there at the void castle. So um I think this next version will be the version of Kang that, you know, probably is more of the Fantastic Four, you know, villain that I think will probably end up. I wouldn't be surprised if Kang ends up launching the Fantastic Four. Like if we get a tease for it, maybe at the end of, you know, uh, Ant-Man and, you know, the Wasp Quantumania.
0: Mm. That's fair. I'll say this. Like overall, I thought the show was very good. A lot of really good moments in it. We haven't really talked about Sylvie too much, uh, Lady Loki. Uh, I thought she was fantastic. And at first, I wasn't sure if I was going to like her. But the thing that kind of drew me to her at first is I will say, you know, when when we've seen Loki fight here and there, and I never really thought of him as like a, a fighter or warrior or anything like that. This this Sylvie has some real kick-ass fight scenes to the point where she kind of made, in my eyes, she kind of made Loki look a little bit like a, a like a pussy. Because you're looking at her going, wow, she's doing all this. I'm sorry to do the Owen Wilson wow thing. Um, you're looking at her and she's doing all these badass fights. And says, like, wow, she's a really good fighter. What the hell happened to you? Why why didn't you turn out like that? So I thought... She, she I was thought the, that, better yeah, she was the better Loki. Yeah. The better Loki. In just about every way, you could see she was good. I loved the relationship between the two of them. And Eric, you brought uh, it up. I
1: thought it was a little awkward.
0: But yeah, but... They played the awkwardness up, and you could tell neither one of them had ever done anything like that, or, you know, felt love. They always felt the need to manipulate others. So the fact that they're both feeling it for the first time, and neither one of them has any idea what what they're doing or how to act on it, I liked that. And you're right, it was awkward. I thought it made uh, all the sense in the world. All,
2: being another variant of yourself thing is a weird kind of self love that I just don't know if I was.
0: Well, okay. Yeah. All right. There is that weirdness. I'll I'll give you that, but there's that,
2: that, you know, deep down South vibe to it that I just, I'm not. All right. All right.
0: Yeah. I can hear, I can, I can hear the banjo. banjo. Yeah. I don't
2: want, I don't want to hear it. I get get it,
0: but I still liked, I, I still liked it. I still like that. I'm able to separate certain things like that. What suspension of disbelief? I could I could do that for this. So I was fine with that. And um, no, you see, said it, it. always
2: bothered me in Game of Floppy dongs too that I that you had <laughs> that, that 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 went on. I couldn't I couldn't take it. Like between you know Cersei and uh, and Jamie Lannister. Like I'm I'm not
0: uh. All right, not all a fan right. of that.
2: Was not a fan of that love connection
0: okay, all right well we'll move on here and you know you brought it up I loved the uh, the Owen Wilson Tom Hiddleston stuff everything with the two of them on the screen was fantastic. I like
2: that they're gonna have a season too because I'll be honest I like I like you know uh, Owen Wilson so'm I'm, 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 yeah. I'm happy to be able to see more of him again um, and
0: um, yeah and uh let me keep going here. Um, I loved episode five was probably my favorite episode of all of it to see uh, Richard E. Grant as the classic Loki and the kid. They had to the kid Loki and we get an alligator Loki, which was ridiculous. <laughs> but uh, in the, in the words of Tom Hiddleston, there's an alligator with Lo- who must be another version of Loki. And that's not even the weirdest thing I've seen today. So that, that killed me. That was fantastic. The way that whole episode was done. I thought it was perfect, right down to Mobius is going back to take on the TVA. He shakes, he st- sticks out his hand to give Loki a handshake. Loki gives him a big hug. I liked that. That was.
2: Can that we was be cool. honest, though? Can we all what? be honest? But the, the, the fight, the Loki fight scene they had with all the different Lokis fighting was that lame was ridiculous, yeah. Well,
0: yeah, it was ridiculous. That's why you just see the rest of them just try to smoothly move out of the way, and you're just like, uh, All I mean, right, I come on
2: I, for a whole bunch of tricksters for a whole bunch of people who are supposed to be like, he's got like demigods, no, no, no. Nah, 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 nah. That was a really, really like lame kind of goofy.
0: Sure, but it only took thirty seconds. Scene.
2: I, I know It only it was saying.
0: only thirty seconds, and then you moved on to the rest of the episode. It was and, it and didn't hurt didn't anybody.
2: For president Loki, they pumped him up in the, in a lot of the promo stuff. You'd seen a lot of shots of that president Loki look. Honestly, I
0: completely forgot about him. Completely forgot you did, about it.
2: Didn't see it.
0: No, I saw it. I just didn't care. Go
1: ahead, Dave. No, I know,
2: but it just wasn't there. wasn't much of it. There should have been more I of mean, it for the amount of promo shit they had
1: for it. Okay, I, I would just I I would just argue also that that you know I know people want to see the action and they want to see the fight scenes, but we're not watching a Thor movie. We're watching a Loki film and Great point. Uh, a Loki series. Loki isn't a fighter. Loki is the quote unquote god of mischief. I mean, go back to Thor. Ragnarok you know he took over he made himself look like his father you know he he didn't fight for the throne he was he was a mischief he was he was he was he was making he was making people believe lies so Mm -hmm. you know I think I think the director the creators Marvel also had to take but this but this version of Loki isn't that same
2: Loki though this is the 2012 Loki that was trying to take over New York,
0: but they even then, he wasn't a, a big fighter, army.
2: though. Yeah, he, he brought an entire Chitauri army to uh, the, uh, to Earth to take over. Yeah, but, but yeah, they yeah, were. Got, it's him on the front lines fighting. I, I don't know what you guys. He mean. didn't. Uh, he, he didn't got really. Smashed they... around by the Hulk.
0: Yeah, but uh, that that, that kind of proves the point that he wasn't really trying to fight. Though he brought the army in to do the fighting for him. He didn't oh, intend. Come
2: on, stop it. Thanos brought in an army too. He didn't do it by himself. Let's Thanos, Thanos actually
0: semantics. fought though. Thanos Thanos actually fought though.
2: So did Loki.
0: Do you remember Let's any but
2: this is um, I'm over it. I'm over it. Well, I was going to say well,
0: well, I'm going to say just to your point, besides him getting, you know, flopped around by Hulk, where was his fighting moments in Avengers? He fought he
2: fought in Ragnarok. He fought in other moments. Like, there were moments when he fought. fought in Thor the Dark World. He fought in other movies.
0: Yeah, but as you're saying, moments. He wasn't, like, the fight wasn't about him. You know what I mean? I, I never really looked at him as a fighter. I think Loki chooses. Yeah. I think...
1: I think... as guys are I getting, getting into some
2: here. I'm just saying I that there should have been more action in the show. Regardless of how you want to shoehorn it in. There should have been more action in the show. All right. And there was more action early than there was late. late yeah, but... It was very dialogue heavy. And like I said, some of the action in that fifth one was just kind of goofy to me. It wasn't mm. yeah. like tight action where I'm like, oh, man, this is actually like a fight between these guys. I it was, you know. It was kind of hmm. a little lame, I got to be honest. with That part, anyway, was, you know, I thought other things were cool. I thought Ali also was cool. I thought other things were cool. But at the same time, I thought that was a little lame, and I, uh, you know, I anyway. guess I understood why they didn't give us the villain till the sixth episode, because we probably should have found that out in the fifth episode, really, and then, like, let things play out there in the sixth. I understand why they held it because it was so dialogue heavy, but I mean you guys have to admit that was a seriously dialogue heavy show.
0: Yeah, but I'm it fine with it.
2: You are because you're 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 more of a sweaty like I am and like cousin David is. Yeah. But for the casual fan out there, I'm telling you, my wife did not enjoy it. She well did um, not find right. it as fun or entertaining. She did not want to have to sit there and go, wait, what is he talking about? What is this? Like, she might have to go back and research a ton of shit. She just wanted to enjoy the show for being the show. I almost would have rathered at the end, and I probably would have been just as oh, as okay with it because they were trending in that direction as well. If it maybe it would have been another variant of Loki instead of there at the end. Because they, then maybe you don't have that same level, and you could have had a little bit more action or something else. But I understand they had to introduce this guy. I understand they had to introduce him. He's a big villain. He's going to be the big bad of the next phase, pretty much. You know, see him in a bunch of other stuff. So um, it it makes sense. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't know.
1: Mm. Eric, but- can I just piggyback on what you just said? They also could have split the difference. Maybe. Maybe it could have been a, another local va- Loki variant, but then the but then the end credits scene, if they that they actually could have introduced Kang, kind of maybe behind the scenes as like pretty much like the puppeteer, and maybe maybe you could have got the best of both worlds.
0: Well, let me just let me just say. Because I, I also want to give my thoughts on that last episode. But to say to that, I'm actually fine with the fact that they didn't do another Loki variant as the bad guy. Because I feel like at that point, you run the risk of it feeling like a retread. It's like, all right, we've already had all these Loki variants. Now you got one last one. Just We know this is going to Kang at this point. I'm sorry. At the end of episode five, when the Citadel is revealed and that's the end of the episode, I think everybody kind of thought, all right, we're getting Kang next week. So to hold so that out, anyway.
1: You kind of knew. I mean, not to cut you off, my by episode one, you actually knew because the head of the 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 chief judge of like the TVA in the comics is Kang's love interest.
0: Yeah, well, I didn't know that at the time, actually, um, but uh, yeah, so no, it's, I found I that to, totally
2: where she's going back to right now. She's sure, sure. To another point in time with a whole bunch of files for him. And this way, it's going to help accelerate him to get to the top of the timeline faster again. Yeah. That's all that's happening right now, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I mean, you're probably right. I found that out yesterday after the episode. I looked it up, and I was just like, oh, okay, fair enough. But to to give my thoughts on, on the final episode, I'll say this. You know, David, you've kind of said throughout this that you always felt like these shows were set up for the movies and you're not going to get any big reveals on the TV shows because they want people to go to the movies. And as much as they put in a Disney Plus, they're only going to give you so much. I like that you were kind of proven wrong by this because the idea. (laughs) Yeah, no. And I'll say this. Jonathan Majors makes his debut. Not quite Kang. He who remains. Um. The dialogue, I like the dialogue, but in the first five minutes, he's on the screen and I'm interested to you guys thoughts on this. I felt like they, they really like, we know this is going to be the next big bad, but I feel like Marvel really wanted to push that drive that point home that this is your next big bad, the big charismatic bad guy. And I felt like he was trying to lay the charisma on a little too hard. You know what I mean? I, I don't know if you guys felt that way. At first, I thought he was trying to do too much with the dialogue and the presence and all that stuff. And it was coming off a little coming bit. Coming a little Hope strong? He? Yeah, a little yeah, strong. Yeah,
2: I could I, I, I see it a little bit. I, a little bit in the beginning. I think the dialogue got better when they got yes. to the table and he started explaining yes. some stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I agree with you that I think at the beginning, they were trying to sell him real hard. Yes, But I think a lot of people who knew about the casting already of Jonathan Majors, because to be honest, I think the casting news about him becoming Kang came out... It's been out for over a, like, a year. Oh, yeah, but it came out around the time of the production of this show, I think. Oh, just, I, think I think you're I think right. Kind of, I think it was kind of similar that, like, oh, well, since we're casting him anyway for this other role, we might as well just announce it because he's going to be in it. And <laughs> We're going to mm-hmm. have to list him as a character. Mm-hmm. So...
0: But to go to that point, I thought from everything he's, and you're right, the, the dialogue definitely picked up when they hit the table and he starts going into the multiversal war, however you put it. The, the best line of dialogue he gave, in my opinion, was when Sylvie kills him and he just goes, see you soon. Like, you could tell it put a chill in her, and you I got those vibes.
2: Because the whole time, she thought he was full of shit. He goes, oh, yeah. no, he's lying to us. He's lying to us. Yeah. Like he did the whole time. Yeah. I mean, my whole life, this whole thing's been a lie. Yeah. I'm not believing a word this guy's saying. I'm going to stab him. Meanwhile, the whole time, the other woke, he's trying to tell her, like, listen, relax. Pump the brakes. Let's take a minute and think about this. Maybe he's not lying. Maybe this is something that's just going to repeat itself, and we need to find another avenue here to do instead of this. And she didn't want to have none of it. I do think it's interesting because, if I'm not mistaken, she has Ravonna uh, Renslayer's uh, temp pad. So I'm I pretty think sure so, yeah. that whatever timeline she might have went to where Kang is and may have risen to power, I'll bet you that's where she kicked out Loki into. Did what? That That's where that portal opened to. When she opened the portal and kicked Loki through it. Before well, it's definitely...
0: It's definitely not the same TVA. It's definitely a different TVA.
2: But that's why I think she kicked him to whatever that that maybe a more Tang or Morris or whoever he remains had a backup timeline to go to and knew that, hey, listen, if this happens, I got another timeline that's ready to come and take over just like that. Mm. You know, and maybe that's where she went to. Maybe that's where he left the notes to. And that's where Ravona Rensselaer was going. And now Loki, because her temp pad was kind of set there already, maybe, you know, that's where, where Loki ended up.
0: Yeah. But overall, I I liked it. Um, to your point about it being a little disappointing, I, I got to be honest, I didn't really feel that way. And maybe you're right. But I'm looking at it from this. Uh, I, yeah, way. no, like, I, I, yes, yes, that's correct. I am looking at it from a different point of view of that one. But I'm also seeing where this is going to go and obviously we got spider-man we got doctor strange we have ant-man the repercussions of this i'm seeing where those repercussions could go and i'm digging it and it sucks that maybe the casual, you know viewer like your wife isn't as you know in tune to that you know and i can't really speak to that way if if she's disappointed if you're disappointed I think that sucks i i got what i wanted out of the show you know what i mean in terms of ranking it with the other three i like them all pretty equally um i'd probably still put wandavision number one but the point i made on tuesday night and cousin david i'm actually interested in your point of view because eric i know you said you didn't really get involved with the netflix shows that much david if i'm not mistaken you've seen the netflix um Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Defenders, all that stuff. Where would you Where would you put these MCU shows if you're ranking them with the uh, Netflix MCU shows?
1: Oh, that's tough. Um,
0: well, to start, like, what was your favorite Netflix show?
1: I liked um, Daredevil. I searched. The first two seasons, I never got to the third season because I was just mad that they were cutting them off. Um, I saw both seasons of Jessica Jones. I saw one season of Luke Cage. I never got the second season, um, and I saw one season of Iron Fist. I I, I like I I really really I really really like the Jessica Jones series and the Daredevil. But Did I probably, you see Punisher? Probably. Put, I saw the first couple episodes. I, I didn't really get into it. I know Ugh. people told me that it was one of the best, but I I'd probably put the Jessica Jones and the Daredevil as one, two, Maybe mm. both of them the, the same. Do any oh, of man. the,
0: do any of these Disney shows like beat those Netflix shows in your eyes?
1: I think Loki comes close. Mm. I, mm. I think Loki comes close, but you really can't compare them. Cause it's like those Netflix shows were 10 episodes, 45 to 55 minutes each. No, actually, excuse me. They were thirteen. Yeah. So it's like you just can't compare it. These shows are much. There's not as many. Um, They have eight minutes of credits, which which boggles my mind. Um, I, I would probably I would probably put the Netflix shows a little bit better, but I'm just I'm more of a fan of like the. I'm more of a fan of like the defenders and I, th- and I actually, th- and I actually think the defenders, the, I think that was eight episodes. I actually wish we, we actually would have got more of that. That was actually probably the best one because uh, you saw all five of them on screen. And, and the only reason I put that better than daredevil is because I thought what's your name? Sir, um, um, so elect- Electra Weaver was great. Uh, uh-huh. not Electra.
0: Yeah, no, no, not no. Electric. I get you now. I get you now.
1: Yeah, Sigourney yeah. Weaver was fantastic in that as the big enemy.
0: Yeah, Defenders was a little bit of a letdown. There were some good moments in there, but overall, the series itself, I was a little disappointed. by Daredevil Season 1 and Punisher Season 1 are probably my two favorites, and uh, I still say these Disney Plus shows got a little bit more to go until they reach that caliber. So right. there's that. Yeah. Um, To bring it back here, Eric, I know you said you didn't get to watch Black Widow, so we're not going to go into that too much. Do you have any final thoughts you want to throw in on Loki? Eric? Did he cut out again? Eric? Yeah. No, I don't think it's me.
1: No,
0: no, it isn't you. Yeah. All right. Well. We'll keep going here. Um, I mean, before we go to final thoughts in terms of where this is going in the future. So, what if the animated series debuts in August? It looks like, and we got a trailer for that either last week, I believe. What'd you think of that trailer for What If?
1: Um, unfortunately, I did not catch it, but I am looking. I did forward. not either, by the way. Oh,
0: there you are. Where'd you go? Where'd you go? I'm
2: here. I'm listening. I was trying to to get... I I
0: I, I threw it to you for, like, final thoughts on on Loki, and there was nothing. You didn't say anything. See, now, David, is this just me? I can't hear anything. No, no, I... I,
2: I, I, I,
1: Eric? Maybe... Sorry, I
2: Maybe think
0: I'm cutting in and out. Yeah, I think All you are right. too, because I'm like waiting for you to talk here. Yeah, no, I had thrown it to you to give some final thoughts on Loki. Again? Again. Hmm. Okay. all right david go ahead give your thoughts on the what what if trailer
1: i'm look i didn't see the trailer but i'm definitely looking forward i heard that i thought there's going to be an episode you can correct me if i'm wrong um that um um peggy carter gets actually the shield
0: that's going to be the first one from what i know
1: i'm 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 looking forward to that one because that should be very interesting
2: my apologies. So,
1: yeah, my friends,
2: I'm back. Okay. Um, well, go yeah, ahead. What if? You... Yes. And what if I? What I think it is is it's Marvel's way of splitting the multiverse without paying these guys to do a thousand different shows mm-hmm. and try and do it all. You know, they could swap characters out. They could do a million different things because it's in cartoon format, and they just got to do voiceovers for people. It makes life a lot easier because they can keep a lot of the characters the same. Maybe just change the looks, change the Whatever, So I think it, what it's going to end up being is multiple different storylines from this multiverse just branching out. So I think it's just going to be a bunch of whole bunch of crazy storylines, a whole bunch of crazy stuff that maybe we see pay off later on in a Secret Wars or something else with some of these characters. But um yeah, I, I think that that's really what this is.
0: See, that's interesting because I just look at this as one-offs. You know, a series of one-offs that are going to be a bunch of fun little scenarios if this thing got tweaked i never really saw this going past that but you think this is going to have long-term ramifications huh
2: no i just think that this is just a whole bunch of because right now everything's branching off and everybody kind of wants to know what with a million different timelines going out there what's going on with all these different timelines i think this is a way to show what's going on in a whole bunch of different timelines you could tell a whole bunch of different stories about different characters from different timelines that that's what i think it is i think it's Yes, it's a one-off, but at the same time, it's also going to be canon. So it's going to be a branch of the multiverse in some way, shape, or form, I would think.
0: See, I didn't really look at it. That's an interesting way to look at it, but I, I didn't really look at it that way because, you know, obviously in the comics you have the What If series, and that stuff's not really considered canon. That's considered like fun little things so yeah
2: but that, this is different this is mcu's way of doing those fun little things but still keeping the continuity
1: yeah that's well that's what i it, think it is you can look it, at it this way if it's if it's a really good show i could i could see them kind of i could see eric's point them kind of moving it into the multiverse if it doesn't really catch on i could see it being a one-off you know hmm. sometimes I know Kevin Feige I think it's gonna a be a lot vision. like Loki. Not yeah. not
2: to cut you up, but I think it's gonna be a yeah. lot like Loki where they're gonna like kind of announce by the end of season one, like, hey, there's a season two. It's so much cheaper for these studios to call these actors in for voice work. It is it's beyond true. cheaper to do. So there's no reason for them to stop it. And they know they have their Marvel sweaties out there. So why wouldn't they, you know, just keep the ball rolling? You know, well, well, it makes no sense. Why not tell a million of these stories and do a whole bunch of different weird comic book runs that you'd never be able to weave into a movie that you could throw into a one-off show. But at the same time, that one-off show could end up being ca- is canon. And who knows that maybe if some character or somebody else or something or they could pull something from some storyline that would make sense in an MCU movie down in the future, why wouldn't they be able to pull that character in there if they had to? Mm. you know one at a time if they had to or if they wanted to you know and incorporate you know if the multiverse was breaking in a different way or characters crossed over whatever you'd at least have that in there and have it as canon and continuity now for those uh, for those you know roles so i mean i I don't know i see it as yes they're one-offs but at the same time they could possibly if it makes sense down the road the things that help set up other events. I think a lot of it goes towards, like I said, Secret Wars and, you know, that kind of storyline that we all kind of feel like they're building towards in the next, you know.
0: Well, for the for the record, Secret Wars is something different than Secret Invasion. Secret Invasion is the one they've announced with the scrolls taking over the planet. Yes, and yeah, that's yeah. a
2: TV show. That's a TV yeah. show. That, no, I'm talking Secret Wars.
0: Gotcha. Um, gotcha. it's
2: different, yeah, Battle world, you know, it's, it, it's different.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep, just wanted to clarify that. Um, And I'll tell you this, uh, obviously they had no... Know... Oh,
2: also, you want to know how you get mutants and everything else now? Here's how. So that timeline okay. was streamed and pruned where all those mutants were pruned out. Everything was pruned so that Kang was streamlined or Mortis was streamlined, whoever it is he who remains was streamlined to get that, that to be there at the end. He was pruning the timeline. I bet you he was pruning it not only for different, like, Lokis and different other I bet you he was pruning it for those things like the Fantastic Four. I bet you he was pruning it for things like the X-Men. I bet you he was pruning the timeline to keep those things out. Now with the multiverse breaking, makes total sense. And now you see things like Deadpool, which uh, I don't know if you guys have seen the promo with Deadpool and Korg. Um, kind of crossing. I heard there. about Deadpool it. Deadpool into the MCU already, but with a weird commercial about Ryan Reynolds' new movie Free Guy. Yeah. Um, but I guess since Disney owns Fox and that movie was like a total Fox blunder, they're just trying to like do whatever they can to stir up whatever money they can to save it, whatever they can on it. Um, and this is kind of the best way to do it. Mm-hmm. So, and Deadpool three is in the works and is in the making. I'm actually interested in it too because. The writers on that movie are the uh, the the two women. I think they're. I'm not sure if they're sisters or not. But two women who write the show Bob's Burgers. Oh, I, I hadn't. I hadn't even heard. Sure.
0: Not in a long time, but I hadn't heard that. That's interesting. Yeah.
2: So I, I actually liked Bob's Burgers. I used to watch mm-hmm. it a lot. Like you know, um, a bunch of years That's back, I don't so, so much as so much so. anymore. Man. Um, but the writers of that show are writing Deadpool three. So I am interested in Deadpool three in the direction that goes to do like those writers. I'm um, mm. I do really like Ryan Reynolds in that role. So, um, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm interested for that. I know that's way too deep in the future. And I mean, we got years before we get there, but yeah, it's kind of something that I saw this week, Marvel wise, that, that got me going, but yeah, uh, to, I kind of went off
0: there. <laughs> I well, off listen, right. it'll be interesting to see if that happens. Uh, I don't know how I feel about that being the way they're introduced, but I listen. I've said since the beginning, I'm fine waiting two, three years until we bring X Men back in. I'm fine with that.
1: My, um, Mike, what if? Can I just say one thing? Okay. You know, I was thinking this. I I actually know. I know they did Days of Futures Past in 2014. Yes. I don't know if they would be able to pull this off, but it would be pretty cool to have a Days of Futures Pass. Not now, but maybe if the MCU did it in four or five years and did it in the backdrop of the multiverse. If anybody could figure it out, Kevin Fahey could.
0: I don't know if you want to retread on something that Fox already did. Quite frankly, it was one of the only things that Fox got right. It's not a, it's not a bad idea. I just I don't know if the way that they're finally going to bring X-Men into the universe is going to be something that Fox already did. Though again, it's it's not a bad idea if you could figure out a way to do it right. I want to say one last thing about what if because I don't know the whole episode list, but you guys know one of the uh, one of the episodes is going to be what if Yandu picked up a young T'Challa instead of um Oh, what was Star-Lord's name? Peter Quill. Peter Quill. Quill. And Chadwick Boseman is the voice for T'Challa in that episode. It's the last... I don't know if it's the last movie production he had anything to do with, but I know it's the last time we're going to hear him in the MCU. So, I wanted to bring that one up because... Still gonna be strange to see a Black Panther movie without uh Chadwick Bozeman,
2: yeah, yeah I know they're gonna pay tribute to him in the movie and stuff, but it's it is gonna be a weird movie. It's gonna be interesting to see who takes over that mantle, how will they do it, how it's you know done in a way that that honors Chadwick so yeah, no I'm interested,
0: yeah, yeah. All right, um, the last thing I'll bring up tonight, we're not going to spend that much time on this because, Eric, I know you said you hadn't seen it, um, and Cousin David has said that he still got a little bit left to go uh, to finish it. I do want to bring up Black Widow. Um, I will say this. Uh, overall, I thought it was a decent movie. Um, Eric, the fact that you didn't run out to see it like you would have um, MCU movies in the past, Maybe a little justified. Um, I do feel, and I said this a couple weeks ago, this is a movie that probably would have done more if it had come out around the time that Winter Soldier and the first Guardians movie came out, because that's when people really wanted a Black Widow movie. To put this movie out now when she's... Not even in the MCU anymore because she died in, in Infinity War. Or excuse me, Endgame. Endgame. To put this out now and do it as kind of a, a loose prequel type of thing. But it's not really a true prequel. Even though the opening sequence, I will tell you, Eric, the opening sequence is fantastic the way they did that. It's very well done. Um, but you don't really get, you get the it's it takes place after Civil War, obviously. So that's where the bulk of the movie is spent. And it's decent. And what we see in the end credit scene, Cousin David, I will also tell you is another way that this kind of proves that Disney Plus isn't just fodder to get people to the movie theaters. The movie theaters will be trying to get people to the Disney Plus shows. And the post credit sequence kind of proves that one. So there's that. It was. It no, was I read a, that
2: online. I yeah, to online. I yeah. So yeah. About. Yeah. Okay, I've I, heard I, a yeah. lot of the spoilers about this stuff already. It's, it's, yeah. It's so, it's so hard in today's day and age that if you don't see the movie the first week it's yeah, out, it's hard. You're yeah. gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna get shit spoiled for you, even though you don't want it to, and you really want to stay spoiler free. It is just so hard because, I mean, anytime you're doing anything on the internet, anytime you're doing anything anywhere, somebody could be talking about it or whatever. Right. So, I mean, it's just, it's hard. So, unfortunately, a lot of this movie has been spoiled for me already. I will still see it.
0: I think I deserve a a little bit of... I think I deserve a little bit of credit for saying what I said. There were no spoilers in there. I don't think I gave anything. No, away. No, no. I, I, did I haven't good. said any spoilers either.
2: <laughs> heard, but I'm just yeah. saying that no, you did do a good job navigating that. But yeah. yeah, at the same time. Mm. It was
0: listen, overall it was a decent movie. I will ask I when you guys both get to finish watching the movie, I will ask you this question because it's it's one that I just thought of today. What was the better movie? Wonder Woman, nineteen eighty four, or Black Widow?
2: No, I have seen eighty four by now because I watched it on the plane on the way back from Florida.
0: And so, did you like it? Did you think it was disappointing?
2: I was, I was wanting to like, yeah, Maxwell Lord more. I was wanting to get like more into that, but to me, like, I thought like. I don't know, I like this storyline the cheetah storyline maybe better than the Max Lord storyline if that makes sense. No, it does actually. And, it does. Yeah. And I understood the journey but at the, the same time like they did bring what's his name back in like a weird like weird way. So I mean like but I I don't know. I think it So was, you were
0: so you were disappointed by it?
2: Not not that I wouldn't say disappointed. I just don't didn't love it as much as I wanted to. Still had fun with it. Still would would say it's okay. It doesn't rank in my top movies of anything. I liked I enjoyed the first Wonder Woman better, I'll be honest. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but at the same time, you know, I I, I don't know, I guess. Disappointed is not really the word; just maybe a little underwhelmed. Um, well, wait, be a Well,
0: the the reason why I bring it up is I think it's a good movie to compare Black Widow to if you guys see it. That's all I'll I, say on I, that.
1: I, I look. I've seen half of the movie, um, mm. I, I, and I won't spoil it, Eric. But the one thing I will say, and this is just purely acting. So I'm I'm not going over the storyline. Scarlett Johansson is a good actress. She's not a great actress. Um did you ever see and, Marriage and Story? I I've seen, yes, she was she was, she was good in that. She, she, was she, great. She, was, she was really good in that. I think, well, what's his name? I think out acted her. Um, well,
0: not by much. They were he, both he fantastic at it.
1: He was no, he was much, much better there. But anyway, the the what I've seen in Black Widow is I just think the people around Scarlett Johansson are just so much better, are so much better actors. Florence Pugh is a decade, is 12 years younger than Scarlett Johansson. It is probably already twice, is already twice the actress, actor. Um, and I like Scarlett Johansson, but Florence Pugh is a great actress. Uh Rachel Weiss is a great actress. Yeah. The guy who plays Red Guardian is a great actor. I David mean, all Harbour. Of, yeah, David Harbour. All, all three of them um are, are just much, much better than Scarlett Johansson. And it's funny you bring up Wonder Woman 1984. I did like that movie, not, not as not as much as the first one, but that movie was similar because the surrounding actors in that movie was much was much, they were better actors than, um, what's her G- name? Gail, Gail, like, like, like they were much better actors than her. So it's, it's interesting how both movies were similar like that.
0: Hmm. Well, that's not what I was going for with that comparison, but I get your point on that one. And Florence Pugh is an amazing actress. She's I will definitely great. give you that. Yeah. Do you ever see, um, this is completely going off the subject, but we're almost done here anyway. Do you guys ever see, uh, the little women, Movie that came out a couple years ago with her and Sears Ronan and Emma Watson. Wow. It was directed by uh, Greta Gerwig.
1: Greta, yeah, I, I didn't see it, but I heard it was probably one of the best because I know Nancy loves those movies, and I know there's been like four of them made, right? I have Little never
0: women. seen. Yeah, I've never seen any of the other ones. This was the only one I saw. Really good, really good movie. She was fantastic yes. in it.
1: No, she's she's a she's a great actress I and. Mean, Mm-hmm. A- 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 and I watched half of the movie already and a- a- and she's bounds, you know, doing doing laps around Scarlett Johansson in terms of acting. I'm so- I mean, I'm sorry. I'm just trying to be honest.
0: <laughs>
1: and I <laughs> like right. Scarlett Johansson. I actually do watch her movies, but the people around her is, are, are just much better.
0: Mm. Eric, I'll go to you. You got final thoughts on this at least? Oh, he, hes out again. He's out again. Unreal. Okay. Now well, at least it's not me doing it this time. All he's, right. Well,
1: huh? He's out. He's out. Can, can I mean, I still—I still, I still
0: make- see him, but I guess his his connection is not I, working I, or something.
1: I, there's one thing I just wanted to say about Black Widow. Yeah. Um, the and and you'll actually and I'm gonna say it without saying it and you'll actually get it. Okay. The, the the year that they put up in the first p- part of the movie, that 1995, 1990- yeah. it makes no
0: sense. It makes yeah. no sense.
1: Yeah. Florence Pugh was born in 1996. It doesn't make any sense.
0: Yeah. No, it doesn't make any sense from ScarJo's perspective either. So what would you say when she debuted in Iron Man 2, she was 22 years old?
1: Yeah, it, 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 it doesn't make any like that really bothered me because it's like. they're supposed to be similar like there may be three i understand that she's the youngest sister but she was not 12 years younger
0: yeah yeah i that that didn't didn't make any sense to me either why am i hearing myself now eric are you back
2: i am back i apologize
0: that's okay i had thrown it to you for final thoughts on this whole subject do you have any final thoughts on this subject my friend
2: not really. I mean, I got that's all I got for you on the Black Widow right now, is staying spoiler free. They like said I heard spoilers, but I haven't seen them, so maybe I'll wait to talk spoilers with you uh, or with you guys until we've 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 seen it in completion. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, for the record, I was only keeping it spoil free spoiler free because I know you guys haven't seen the whole thing yet, so I didn't want to spoil it. All for right. You well, guys, you but... want to
2: go spoiler heavy? Go for it. You got something you want to talk about? Because I gotta be honest. I'm interested in your thoughts of the of, of the whole um character the taskmaster the, the taskmaster because I heard it kind of was a womp womp.
0: Well listen, I don't know enough about the com- the character in the comics to really say anything, you know one way or another, but the character in the comics is an actual person and the character in the movie was and David, I'm sure you've seen it by this point, or at least know about it in the movie. It's Dreykov's daughter, you know, the Dreykov's daughter that was the red in, um, in, um, in, uh, what's her name? Natasha's ledger. That that was the red. Yes. What what happened was yeah, yeah. Uh, Dreykov took the daughter and turned her into this machine basically who's under her control. And, you know, it's, It's, uh, I heard Jeremy Johns compare it to uh, X-Men 2, what uh, Stryker did to his son in that movie, if you guys remember, and the comparison makes sense to me. So, yeah, it was underwhelming. It was underwhelming. Like I said, I don't know enough about the character in the comics to be outraged by it. But, they, you know, that's, like, I... Uh, well, the biggest spoiler is my thoughts of the movie. I thought it was okay. I didn't think it was anything special. It was a little bit of a disappointment. Um, I'm looking forward to see more of Florence Pugh in the MCU, and we're going to get it. <laughs> I, w- we're going to get it because what I tried to subtly get around, but I guess you guys know it already. Julie Louis-Dreyfus shows up in uh, the the, the post credit scenes and basically tells Florence Pugh, who's at the grave of Natasha, you want revenge on the one who killed your sister? Here you go. And she gives her Hawkeye's picture. So we're going to oh see her oh in the hawk. Yeah. So And that's obviously, that's not entirely true. That's not entirely what happened. But you know Valentina's playing a game here. So that'll be interesting to see how that one pays off. But overall,
1: that's what you get when you put out a movie eight years after the public was really clamoring for it. I mean I mean that that's you I mean you actually talk about Marvel getting the next generation of stars. You have Florence Pugh who's twenty-five and you have Haley Steinfeld who's gonna be in uh in the Hawkeye.
0: Hall- Hawkeye, yeah. Yeah,
1: and, and, and she's in her mid twenties. So it's like it's just crazy how they just keep re- recruiting the next generation. Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's just and we didn't, and I'll tell you
0: another one I'll throw in there. Uh, Tiana Paris, who played Monica oh, Rambeau, yeah. Yeah. I'm a big fan of Tiana Paris. She was in the movie Chirac, a Spike Lee movie, and I thought she was fantastic in it. That one's that one's another up and coming star that they got. So
1: and then Kang too, the guy playing Kang, is, Kang is, is another. He was in that H, HBO Max show, the the the, the Lovecraft Country.
0: country. Yeah, Cam,
1: yeah, yeah, something like that's. I mean, it's great. It's mm. just amazing how they're getting all these
0: young stars. Yeah, and you got more movies. <laughs> and you got you got a couple people from Eric's favorite show, Game of Thrones, showing up on Eternals. You got Richard Madden, uh, Rob yeah. Stark. You got Jon Snow in there. Um, the guy who's playing Shang-Chi, hopefully that movie's good. So, you know, that would be his big kickoff to his career. No, so but, Mike, that, really, the yeah.
2: question is, though, with going back to Black Widow, Okay. Two years in the making, pretty much for Black Widow. Now, like this should have been released like after, or after Endgame. I mean, like this should have been released like the next movie or uh, after Spider Man. Like this is supposed to be like the next movie. Yeah. And we've it's been delayed and delayed and delayed and de- delayed. And the more it's been delayed, the more you're like, what the hell? I mean, being that this is the first movie out of the gate. Being that you were feeling a little disappointed, were you a little disappointed because of the long layoff and this is the movie you got? Or would you have still been just disappointed if this would have been the next movie that rolled out after Spider Man Homecoming?
0: Well, I mean, my initial statement was this was a movie we should have gotten eight years ago in 2014 when people were clamoring for a Black Widow movie. So I'm going to be honest. That's one of those questions I don't know if we'll know the answer to. I probably would have been disappointed coming out of the theater last year, having seen this. I probably would have
1: tie a bow
2: up on her, like MCU. Like, did it? Did it do a nice job of tying up the bow on and Nita- on Natasha?
0: I thought Endgame tied up the bow pretty nicely. She went out a hero. She went out saving her family.
2: Yeah, but I'm saying, like, as far as with well, this I, movie, it was yeah, send off she deserved. Or did this show her as a badass? avenger level like you know you don't mess with Natasha. well, re-
0: well red letter media kind of said it perfectly that apparently natasha is impervious to all sorts of pain because she's falling out of buildings she's doing all this shit she's getting up barely holding her side two minutes later so the badass part we got that we got that it does it tie a bow up listen i i didn't need anything further to tie the bow up but you know they probably could have given her a little bit of a better ending. I'm going to be honest, because the ending we got was her, because there's this one dude, Rick Mason, who is friends with her. I guess she knew from the Shield days. He's like a mercenary type guy who's like a fixer type thing. He gets he gets things for people on the helps people on the run, things like that. He gets her a Quinjet. And she goes, Well, you know, I got two families. I didn't, I, I've i always considered myself a person who never had a family. Turns out I have two, and one of them's in pretty bad shape. So I got to go try to help the other one. And she gets in the Quincheck, and the implication is that she's going to bust them out of the raft, which is where they were at the end of Civil War. So I guess it was a decent send off, but I don't know if this answers your question truthfully. If that was the purpose of this movie, I. I didn't need it because I thought Endgame was a good send-off for her. You know what I mean? Again?
2: Yeah. Oh, okay. No, no, no. <laughs> I agree. I agree, but I'm just saying a lot of people were saying this was supposed to be her send-off. So yes. So I wondered if it was a did her justice in the send-off.
0: Yeah, no, that was the purpose. I would say on that, they probably missed the mark. Missed I- the mark. I... I-
1: I will say one thing after seeing the first hour and seeing her relationship with her, I don't know if you want to call her the father, but the quote unquote father slash guardian of of, a red guardian. I could see why she wants, I could see why she was comfortable hanging out with captain America. You know, they're practically the same person, right?
0: Uh, I mean, same powers and everything. Definitely different people. One is I don't a large dr-
1: psychologist
0: here, but yeah. You well, know, I'm saying one is a large Russian drunk guy, and the other one right. is Mister Straightlaced.
1: Yeah, but but you know, in terms of superpowers and no. personality, um, um, again, over you know, overall,
0: I get the point you're making. I get the point yeah, you're making. I, mean, I, I just I think was that, kind of, I was kind yeah. of laughing at that. Yeah. <laughs> David Harbour is good in this movie. I mean, Dave, David kind of said it. Everybody actor-wise is good in this movie. Even ScarJo is good in the movie, I thought. you know, I, I liked her a little bit better than you did, I think. But what, full disclosure here, David's wife also does not like Scarlett Johansson as an actress, something I just found out last night. So I don't know how much that plays into it, Cousin David.
1: <laughs> I, I've seen almost all of her movies and yeah. I've always liked her. I even liked her in a lot of the early Woody Allen movies mm. um, but I think she's a good actress. I don't think she's a great actress um, and unfortunately this movie there are there are better actors around her. I mean it's mm. just I mean I mean it's gonna be interesting when Eric watches this if he's gonna if, you know if he would think the same way.
0: Well unfortunately, I think Eric. Was probably going into this type of movie with the best mindset because Eric, like you said before, you've kind of been saying this movie was going to be a disappointment for a while now. It did, yeah,
2: yeah, it did. You there? It's just, uh, yeah, oh, no, it's go. just hard to live up to that to, to the hype of what M game and and even Spider Man growing and whatever. Like I, I just felt like there had to be, like, I, I don't know, I felt it for a while I thought about it, and I hate to see it because I love Scarlett Johansson as yes. an actress um, so I mean I, I, I love the work she's done as Black Widow, so that's why I was hoping they'd like, make her a badass in her own movie <laughs> least, oh, I, oh, I gotta um, say
0: this Oh, I'm so sorry, Eric There is a fight scene in this movie at the end of uh, Yeah, uh, David, you haven't seen it yet When she gets to Drakeoff, Dracoff leaves her with all the widows, and it's a fight scene between her and all the widows. And I thought that was a really good fight scene. So, yeah, okay, they did kind of make her a badass, because that's a badass fight scene there, Eric. Okay. Yeah. All
2: right.
0: Sorry, go, go so ahead. She took I, out I just got all
2: the widows. Is what you're
0: uh, about? At, the, at the end, it wound up being a numbers game, and it wound up being too much. But she was holding them off for about five minutes there. There were there was like thirty of these women.
2: She had a lot of her stunners going. I don't. she have that like? Bar oh yeah, bar yeah, yeah. Bar yeah, yeah. No, they,
0: yeah, they were going. They were going. Oh, yeah, man. it was a good fight. To, even though I'll tell you this, and again, sorry to cut you off. Um, I watched this movie on Friday, and then Saturday comes, and I'm, I'm at work or something. I'm just like, yeah, I saw Black Widow last night. How'd the movie end? I completely forgot the ending of this movie in like 24 hours. So I had to go back and, wa- I had to go back and watch the final hour again just to remind myself how it ended. So go ahead, Eric.
2: It tells you how good it is. You didn't yep. even remember the yep. ending.
0: Yeah, hey, but I'm the gonna, second I'm time gonna. was when that fight scene really hit me. I was like, that's a good fight. One
2: to to ten. What are you hitting it with?
0: 6.5.
2: Six and a half.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's still fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, but yeah.
1: So it's like, so it's kind of like a Captain Marvel. We're in kind of Captain Marvel territory. That's fair. That is fair because
2: listen, I thought there were good. Like that movie, I
1: mean, you didn't. No, it's not that I didn't like it. I I thought it was
2: okay. It was okay. It was okay. Janice thought it was stupid. I remember she didn't (laughs) like Captain Marvel.
0: Well, it's funny. I went to see that movie with my mom because my mom's a big MCU fan too. Um, A month after the movie, we I well because that came out. Yeah, it came out in 2019.
1: 2019,
0: And then Spider-Man: Far From Home came out. And we went to see that and the scrolls appeared at the end of that movie. My mother had completely forgotten everything about Captain Marvel by the time that movie came out. (laughs) Everything. Everything. So that'll tell you about that. Yeah. All right. I think that will do it for us here tonight. Unless you guys got anything else you want to throw in, Eric, you got anything else you want to throw in?
2: No, I mean, what's the next show coming out? We gotta wait all the way until like She-Hulk, right, or some shit.
0: Well, no, it's it's What If coming out in August.
2: Well, yeah, other than What If, I mean, but
0: well, this is- this year there's two coming out this year, and I gotta I gotta find it. I you might be right. I think She-Hulk might be one of them. Miss um, Marvel is definitely one of them. I gotta find this. Where is it? Uh, give me a second. I'm almost here. Um, Miss Marvel and Hawkeye, that comes out okay. this year.
1: Yeah, that that's actually gonna be cool.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to. I know nothing about Miss Marvel from the comics, so that that should be interesting. And Hawkeye, just by the fact that now that we have Florence Pugh gonna be in it, and this, and it's gonna explore his time as Ronan a little bit, and we'll have Haley Steinfeld, so that should be pretty good. It should be pretty good. I'm looking forward to the ones that come out next year, though, because uh, She-Hulk's going to be in that um, little block and Moon Knight with uh, Oscar Isaac as Moon Knight. That should be pretty fucking good. Yeah. What do you say, Eric?
2: I don't know enough about Moon Knight. I'll be honest. I'm I'm a guy who never read a lot of comic books when I was Mm -hmm. younger, so I kind of am picking these things up as I go. So I'll still watch it. I'll be interested in it, but I don't know a lot of backstory about it. I'm sure between now and the time it comes out, I'll hear a ton. I'll watch a ton. I'll, I'll read a bunch of other stuff about it and, and familiarize myself. But right now, I don't know what to expect from that show other than he's like uh, Batman on uh, – you know schizophrenic batman pretty much yes 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 that's correct he's got split he's got split personalities yeah yeah he does split personalities each one does something a little different like you know each Mm -hmm. one's got even i think a little different power set if i'm not mistaken that sounds
0: right that sounds right and
2: there's certain ones that are like he's like more of like a dark knight but like just mentally unstable yeah
0: (laughs) and ethan hawk is
1: yeah he's the yeah
0: ethan hawk's the bad guy in that yeah
1: Tell. I, I, I'm so happy that us, us Isaac code Mr. Ethan Hawke who badmouths
2: the MCU and movies like superhero movies and now I said must be in one
1: well, well you know, I mean when you do a check you, you kind of need a check right
0: well that's fair his rationale for it was he chose one of the lesser known properties because he felt there would be more freedom to do stuff, and in that he's probably not wrong.
1: And (laughs) yeah, Uh, yo, did you guys see Stephen Dorff's comments? I did. Yeah, he's never he never wants to do one, right?
0: Well, nobody was asking him to do one, and now they definitely ain't gonna ask him to do one. So, but he was in Blade. Big deal.
1: Big deal. I mean, granted, it was Wesley Snipe but still, it's technically in the MCU. So he's he's a little, he's like a little off there.
0: Yeah. All right. So that'll do it for us here tonight. Let's get some final thoughts here. Eric Tressler.
2: As always, stay sweaty, my friends. Um, I'm going to go towel off, shower, you know, shower (laughs) off, you know tough getting this sweaty, but um,
1: happy to deal with
0: you guys. <laughs> yeah, thanks for coming, man. Always appreciate it. And always appreciate Cousin David coming here with us. Cousin David, final thoughts?
1: Uh, always love doing these things. Uh, love talking about China, the Marvel shows, and uh, looking forward to the next couple of shows coming up.
0: Yeah, no, it should be a lot of fun. I think. I think movie-wise, we're going to get a lot better than Black Widow in the ones that are coming out with Shang-Chi and Eternals and the Spider-Man movie. So it should be a lot of fun to watch going forward. And that'll do it for me. Thank you, everybody, for listening on all our podcasting outlets, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Anchor, Bullhorn. I am Mike Aglialoro and we will see you all back at regular time next Tuesday for this is Sports Zone, The Big Show. Have a good one, everybody.